Before getting into the show, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Sunday's show presented you by the Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media, located at 918 Poyger Street by the Superdome. Give them a call at 504-523-5413 if you or someone you know has been involved in an accident. Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media, Chaz, Lido, and Ross joining me on a Sunday night. Um, Very excited about this show because and Lito, we'll start with you first uh, i did i went solo a couple days ago and talked about what cj mccollum said yeah. uh on his podcast and i'm gonna read you the quote and then we'll go with Lito, chaz and we'll go ross and i want to get y'all's reactions um because i i, I think it's important what cj's doing uh especially to start this off season but he said it's hard to be successful as an organization as a team when you got guys in and out of the lineup you got guys in and out of practice you got coaching staff not sure who's going to play each night it puts a lot of strain on the organization and players who have to play more minutes. Um, this is also piggybacking what he said after the Timberwolves, not the Timberwolves loss, wow, the Thunder loss on the playing game. Lito, some people have called it corny. Some people like the leadership. Uh, what are your thoughts on what CJ's been doing? Accountability is not corny. Right. Account- accountability is, is important. Um, the thing is, he, I'm trying to find, bro. I, I replied to somebody about this, and I was trying to find my tweet. But anyways, I'm gonna just freestyle it. I he, and we kind of talked about this before we started recording. He never, he never pointed a finger at anybody in particular. He never said a name. Right. And a lot of his statements said us, our, and we. So, to me, that's great leadership. Because you're including yourself and in saying, you know, I didn't, yes, I was injured. I was out there. I didn't play my best. But, <laughs> bro, he was out there to me. So when you asked me who the MVP of the team was, when we had to do that, we had to go through that whole thing, right? To me, like, if you're playing, like, that counts for something. Games play mean something. Um, I appreciate it. We've never had a veteran come in and do that before. We've never had a guy come in and set the tone, like, we're just a bunch of nice guys who let a, a, a lot of shit slide, whether it's – and listen, I'm, I'm not – injured players can't play. So I'm not even, like, blaming it on anybody's injury. I'm just saying the the process of getting yourself ready to play. Yeah, um, and Chaz, he, he also said something I thought was interesting. He later in, in the podcast said, like, I ate how I was supposed to eat. I, I slept how I was supposed to sleep. I – you know, got all my workouts and things like that. Do you think he's just kind of taking shots at others, or do you think he's just kind of talking about how the season was a roller coaster kind of ride? Um, I'm gonna preface this with with this, right? CJ came into camp this offseason, well, from this offseason out of shape, right? Let's let's just put it put all the cards on the table. CJ came in out of shape. But if we if we're talking about resumes compared to everyone else on this team. CJ is the only person who has the right to say anything about anyone. CJ has the right to criticize these guys because, for one, he's a professional, shows up to work every day, like can't work every day. See, this season isn't even – you're not even in a discussion to, to lose a, a, another season derailing loss to the OKC. It's not the CJ playing the majority of the games he's played, right? So let's just – I think people get caught up in a recency bias and how CJ – ended the season whereas at one point people was talking about cj possibly being an all-star you know yeah. this this same season so i think people get caught up in the recency bias 
I don't think anything's wrong with what CJ said. And if CJ wanted to take it a step further and name names, hey, that would have been up to him. This, this, because these guys, because we're talking about two people here. These guys, they don't deserve any like extra grace. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, fucking Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen. Like, well, you know, Mike and Scotty, we know how they are when they're healthy, they're going through a rough patch. No, they never done nothing. So these motherfuckers, motherfuckers' careers have been seven, seven years of rough, rough patches. How many, how many years Zion played? Four or five? It's always a rough patch. Like, come on, man. At some point, you gotta be a fucking you gotta show up to work, bro. So whatever CJ's saying, I I wholeheartedly support the message and the messenger. Okay. Um, because also Rossi talks about how talks window of opportunity. I know we, we mentioned that a lot in the um on this show and how every season's very important. You don't want to waste, you know. He he felt like this year, like they just missed a chance. Um and I think when you have a young, young roster who does not who don't you know, they don't understand the opportunity that they have. Uh, I think it's important that CJ does say that. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, look, I mean, Chad just alluded to it. He's not saying names, but but it's pretty clear who he's talking about. Um, and I agree with him. Look, I mean, CJ is looking at this different than some guys on our roster, right? Like, he's on the back end, and he knows it. it it's not that he's not, you know, that he can't be a useful player. It's not that he can't be a star. Whatever. Forget all that. Right. Like, the dude's not dumb. Like he's well aware of where he is in his career. And there's not time to just sit here and, and, and mess around. I mean, I, and look, I, I think the reason people think it's corny is because we were just in the locker room with these guys for 82 games, 83, 84, actually. Um, you know, I, I, waiting till the offseason to kind of say some of this stuff, I think it's like, hey, look, dude, you're the you know, president of the Players Association, most veteran guy on the roster, the only dude who's accomplished basically anything of note. You know, I think there was probably opportunities during the season to have, who have made some of this stuff clear. Um, and I think that, at least for me, that's the, like, the only part of it where I'm like, nobody would have, nobody would have said shit if you'd have popped off like this two months ago. Do you, so wait, well, I'm glad you brought that up because we talk about the locker room. There was this thing that happened out, you know, after the Lakers game where like there were mm-hmm. players meeting and so on and so forth. Are you talking about publicly calling the team out? Cause yeah, obviously 100%. that's players. Okay. Yeah, I can't. Why? It just, there's all, Why? Why call someone out publicly? For, for the exact reason he just called him out publicly three days after the season ended. Like, a message has to be sent. You mean, you think Zion or the players he's referring to were taking things, looking at the season differently two months ago than they are right now? I don't. Um, make that stuff clear. Like, it really needs to be made clear in the, you know, before the season started. But I don't know. I appreciate what he said. I think we all while being critical of CJ at certain points of this year, respect the hell out of him for doing some of the things he did do. Um, and th- this type of thing has to happen, man. Like you got to, there's, I mean, Draymond Green sucker punched the dude in off season in preseason. And I'm not saying that's a good thing or what you want to do, but every team like Lito said, it, this is a group, like, this a, well, the whole organization of like, Hey, we're real nice guys. Happy to be here. And it's time some of that shit's got to be done. Like, if you want to compete at the highest level, them dudes ain't nice guys. You ain't everybody's friend. Yeah. Um, now, Lito, here's – now, this is the biggest question, right? Um, how will these players receive it? Do you think you're going to see – because I think it's one thing <laughs> It's one thing to call players out, and some take it as like, oh, you know, like maybe we should get going, and some might take offense to it. 
Um, how do you think players are going to receive the message from CJ McCollum? Uh, muted. Hold on. See, my bad. My bad. Yeah. My bad. He's good for those once once a show at least. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if they take it in an adverse manner, then that's exactly who you I'm talking about, right? Like hit dogs holler all the time. So if you if you feel uh, any type of way about somebody telling the truth <laughs> about what the hell you've been doing, like grow up, like just grow, just just grow. Like what are you here? I feel like. I feel like organizationally, you need to look at that because if a guy is calling you, if if Griff were to call like he did at the end of the season, he kind of he he in the exit interviews, he kind of said something about holding Zion accountable, right? Like if this happens four years ago, are we here now? Does CJ have to do this? You know what I'm saying? Like this, this somebody has to set the tone, right? And you traded for him. Like Ross said, is the player is the president of the players association. So if you can't hear from him, I don't know who you can hear from. That's... And to be clear, like I mean, we can stop tiptoeing around. He's talking to one dude. I mean, it's there's one dude that makes a difference on this roster, whether he plays or he doesn't play. I mean, let's stop. Let's stop cutting cutting around it. Like he's talking to one guy. Do you believe and, he's talking? You so like that's obviously been going oh, and on. I, that, like and I don't think like it's... I think. I think you, you, I know you, you might be asking everybody the question. My response to the question is un, an unequivocal, like he's talking specifically to one person. Like, I don't think he's talking to Herb or, uh, or, or Jose. I don't even think he's talking to Brandon. I think he, it's clear he's talking to one guy. I, I mean, it's been said all over national TV, like national media. It's been, it, I mean, it's obvious to us. The, the ceiling for this roster without Zion is very clear, incredibly clear at this point. It, like we're talking to one guy, it, one dude. Like, I mean, it sucks. That's that's unfortunate. That's that's the role of a superstar in the NBA. Like, we're talking to one dude. Uh, one dude's got to get his act. One dude's got to get his act together. Uh, I'm laughing because I I do I guess given what happened earlier in the season, like after the Rockets game, and you know the sh- the shit that Christian talked about when Christian was on the show, how the front office and everybody. This is before Zion's injury. They were more frustrated with Brandon. I'm assuming, you know, since CJ is like honorary head coach. So, um, yeah, you know, look, it is what it is. That's, that's who CJ is. And so I, I kind of think that it's probably maybe 70-30, like Zion and, and Brandon. But, again, I don't, either one of them, they don't got like a leg to stand on to even defend themselves because it's like, what you going to say? Like, you played, you just played 29 games. Now I don't know what happened with the medical thing. That's still that still muddy. The water's a little muddy with that, so we still don't know exactly what happened. But with the other shit, the other guys, like right, you played forty something games, and it's just like I'm a professional. Like I'm not used to dealing with this. I'm coming from playing with Dame. You know, um, you know, I I'm coming from back to back to back to back to back playoff appearances. Like I nine have, in a row. If yeah, I'm not and, and some 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 big performances in the playoffs. See, we look we can look at the last couple of performances and say like, yo, come on, CJ. But you're talking about CJ at 29, 30, 31. You're not talking about CJ when he was Brandon's age, when he was Zion's age, when he was putting up numbers. CJ CJ was a like CJ is a, a hell of a player when he'll, healthy. He'll yeah. bucket. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's a good well, player. Well, that's what I wanted to bring up, Lito, because what would you say to the people, right? I, I saw some replies of saying, like, people were just saying, 
you know, well, he needs to worry about his own play and he, you know, this and that. And listen, I, I, I said it a couple of days ago, I've been really tough on CJ, but once again, at least he's out there. At least he's trying to do the right thing. Um, and so I, I you know, I, I don't really necessarily care about that. What I do care about is setting, we talked about setting a standard and holding others accountable. And as a coach, like good teams, coaches hold players accountable. Great teams, players hold each other accountable. Uh, and that's like something that I, we've never really had. And I think what CJ's trying to do, that's what he's trying to do. And I, I think I'm interested to see how the message is received. I, I, I really am. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I think. I think. Can I? Can I add this? Yeah. I think. I think. Um. I don't. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't know how Zion's going to respond, right? But I think at this point, Zion got. He needs to start worrying about is he going to get dropped from Jordan. So he got he got he already lost twenty eight million dollars, you know, this season due to this injury, right? So at this point, he got like his career kind of on the line, his uh, you know, his financial security and far as his brand extensions are kind of on the line. But I think Brand, if we know anything about Brandon, Brandon's gonna tell him go fuck yourself. Like Brandon not gonna respond to no seizure. Like, like woo, Brandon no responding. Brandon not he not. I don't know. Hold on, I just I kind of disagree. Man, Gundy. Brandon and CJ seem to like each other. They they, they seem to. Like each other. Don't you think he's? Don't you think it's more about he's trying to set the tone for the off season? And like, for the most part, to me, that's again looking at one guy. Like I, I, I appreciate the point you're making there, but there's one dude you're worrying about coming in at a show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's, one, there's one, one dude makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. And like there's okay, one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like right. you never like. Yeah, Brandon may get hurt, and it may take him forever to come back, and he may, you know, whatever this that, and the other. But like, yeah, usually Brandon shows up and shit. Like, yeah, it, it's really one guy that you're, you know, there's only one dude that wasn't answering CJ's calls last year. I bet. No, well, all season he said ironically he said it was Brandon, but I just think the team. See, I I would say this: they got clicks in on this team. You got clicks, right? And different certain people they might respond to a way Justin says something. And they might respond to it. I say something, right? So I think the dynamic, I think certain only certain people will respond to the way CJ talks to them because of CJ's demeanor. You know, CJ's a real classy guy, you know. And then you need some people who gonna like curse you out and kind of you know put you down to a point so you can show up and kind of prove them wrong. And I, I just wonder if that dynamic, which is gonna work with Zion and or Brandon at this and, point. And to be clear, I think this roster needs that second guy too. Yeah. I think this roster needs one of those second guys too. We uh-huh. we don't have a we don't have a hey fuck you guy like show up and no. do your job publicly yeah. right here in the uh, middle of everybody. Really. We ain't got nobody like that. Not now. Had, had I, yeah, I mean, like that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Look at some of the teams in the playoffs, right? Like a Marcus Smart or a Draymond Green, or you know, you can go. List goes on and on. Uh, Got to have one of those guys. But but um, Lito, we we were talking about okay. So CJ's been saying this stuff, and then David Griffin says in his exit interviews, you know, you should be pissed off. You should be embarrassed or, you know, we missed the playoffs and we understand what to do. Okay. So now is this a make or break summer for David Griffin? Because now this is year five. This is your, yeah. this is his fifth summer. Um, and he's finished. I think it's 14th, 13th, 9th and 9th. This how is- many, how many more, how many more summers can we do this? With oh, this no, type you, of- you, you got it. No, no, no. As far as like, the 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 Brandon missing thirty time miss thirty type you gotta you gotta 
you got to fix that. You got to eradicate that whole problem. I don't know the I don't know what the fix is because you can't draft health and you can't trade for health. Right. But I think you gotta build the roster around kind of how the Grizz do it. You gotta you gotta take their blueprint. You gotta you gotta you gotta draft individual players and not like not so much so many projects, but like a Dyson where you already have Herb. <laughs> like like you, is that what you're talking about? Drafting the same person? Chaz, I know. I know, Chaz. We don't have to talk about that tonight. But I'm trying to elaborate on what Lito's saying. I mean, just kind of more of like, I mean, more. I'm talking about drafting players, not like, for instance, for instance, you draft uh, player X because this guy will cut when Zion is driving the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you, you have to drive, you have to draft guys based on their own individual merits, regardless of how you think it would look. It would look next to, because if you look at Memphis, like they have, bro, they they you talk about like a deep roster, like that's a deep roster, right? I mean, they they don't look the greatest right now because they have, you know, key players hurt. But I think that's that is the next move. But let me say this. Hold on, Justin. Let me say this. You you were you were kind of asking me a question about uh you know accountability, like people getting mad at it, and I'm like, to me, the only people who would get upset about it as far as fans, coaches, players, it's people who don't like being held accountable. If you've been on a team before, if you've been on a team scenarios with guys like, bro, you know how that go. Like, you know, people, man, I'm in a locker room. I'm, I'm, I'm out here busting my ass every day. I'm gonna come in. You go hear about it. You, you look, you don't look the best, right? You could look better. Like you, you did that move last summer. Like you ain't add nothing to your bag the whole summer. Like I, I would be, it would infuriate me if I was on a team and nobody was holding nobody accountable. Like that would piss me off so much, especially when, you know, like you got guys like Jose doesn't have the cachet uh, that a Brandon or a Zion or a CJ has. Right. But you got guys who just come in and he play hard. You got, you got, you know, you got your Jonas's and you got, you got CJ's and guys who had moderate success in the NBA. And for what it's worth, Zion and Brandon haven't accomplished anything. Well, not, I mean, this this roster hasn't. I mean, besides a, you know, a playoff berth last year, but I mean, that's that's really it. But uh, Chaz, I think with Griffin now, um, if he fails this offseason, is this it for him? Um, <laughs> I don't know because I, I, I question the seriousness of ownership, and also I don't know how to necessarily define failure for him because at this point, in my opinion. It's over. Like you already failed. Like, why so? Why? Why? Why would you say well, he's already failed? Because I, I'll say this: I I don't know exactly what Griff does. So let's let's just presume that Griff just oversees what the GM, the coaches, and everyone else does. If that's the case, then everyone you hired stinks. Like every everyone's that's been that's been brought in under your you know, watchful eye hasn't been good. Trajan hasn't been good. Uh, Willie and this staff has not been good. Even if you hire staff, no matter what reason Stan, no matter what reason Stan was let go, that staff wasn't good. So like, would you just say, just, just to just get the Trajan thing, would you say, I, I know he's had the 2019 draft is looking eh. he did get Trey Herb undrafted Jose undrafted Najee. Um, the, the, do you think that goes 
do you think you give credit to Trajan there or is it just absolutely of... not? And I'll tell you why. Because okay. I, I see some people present that argument, right? Jose was a was an undrafted free agent, right? Yeah, yeah. Same with Najee. Uh, right, same with Najee. If you look at if you look at um opportunity costs and things that those picks should have became, or no front office had more to work with than David Griffin and, and Trajan Lane. No front office started off with more uh capital. Than, than this front office, right? You swing and miss on a guy like Darius Garland. Well, you don't even get Darius Garland. That pick turns into DeAndre Hunter, ultimately turns into Herb Jones. Herb, jo- Herb Jones is a hell of a player, but Herb Jones shouldn't have been picked fourth or picked eight, eighth. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could have got Herb Jones fucking second-round pick. You could have stumbled into Herb Jones. You stumbled into him with this. And, like, it's like, come on. So that's one draft pick. Let's say Trey Murphy, okay, Traded back in 13, 17, you got Trey Murphy. Good. All right, but you failed with Kyrie Lewis. Therese Maxey is looking like a max player, no pun intended, and he was like pick eight. You could have moved that pick. Dyson Daniels, I don't even need to really speak on you that. You don't have to. But, but, that, but I'm saying, but that's an ass, That's another asset that could have been packaged to improve your team now because right now there's very – and I'm, I'll speak on this later, but there's very few avenues you have to improve this roster – without making nuclear changes. And I think that's the problem when you don't draft well. Um, and they haven't. You're right, Chaz. Uh, Ross, go ahead. No, I, I don't – yeah, I think Chaz said it best, Sarah. It's hard to know what success looks like because there was a ton of people that will tell you this year was a success, right? They finished over 500 the first time in seven years, whatever, whatever, you know, without your superstar player. there's It just it, – it's hard to know. Um you give you a hard yes or no, but I think some of the things CJ said were layered in it, 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 it management and ownership too. Hmm. I, I think, you know, those guys got to stop sitting on their hands um, and, and take a little more accountability and leadership and take a more disciplinary role in terms of managing this thing too. <clears throat> Justin, you and I sat here, this was back when it was just me and you doing this show and, and said, the window of Zion is not 12 years. It ain't 10. It's probably six. And here we are in year five, and we've done nothing. Nothing. You, you, you know, th- thank God they, they, they butchered this playoff, you know, situation and added in the play-in so that 10 teams, you know, technically are, are involved. Other than that, we ain't made the playoffs. This team has not made the playoffs yet. It's unacceptable. It, it's, it's unacceptable. Um, You've been through, you know, countless coaches. Um, you know, the Devontae Graham thing was a a bad – it was a disaster. Um, you know, they, they atoned for the Eric Bledsoe and the, and the Stephen – there's been some bad moves made. Um, I, and, you know, I think a lot of times Griffin comes, comes out at the end of the year and says the right things, but I don't know how much of, how much of it I'm seeing in, like, in, in reality and practice. So I don't know. Look, it's a big off season. I think if you know if we if this if this if next year looks like this year, I think even with an ownership group that's sort of passive at best, um, I, I think everybody's in trouble. So yeah, I think to a certain degree it's going to be make or break. Just because there's now a lot of light getting shined on what's what's happening down here um, and some of the failures, and I think the noise from a national perspective. It's just going to get so loud if if you go you know forty one and forty one next year and miss the playoffs again that they'd have to do something. 
If the, um, if the, if the oh, I'm sorry, Justin. I was gonna say presented by Comedy Burger, located 4600 Fred Street. But go ahead, Lito. No, I was gonna say just to just to kind of add on to what Ross was, was saying um, about the national media, like the the noise is now surrounding Zion again, as it was, you know, all, all the past offseason. and now they're saying that he cost this team a trip to the finals. So, mm. I mean, if if he needs any extra motivation, which I don't know why you would need any extra motivation as a, as a as a Hooper to Hooper, right? I don't know why you would need any extra motivation. Like you, you play basketball for a living, and like Chad said, you missed out on hella money just now. But for the second year in a row, if you have to have people painting a bullseye for you rather than to know where the target is yourself, I feel like that kind of bothers me a little. To be honest, hmm. why? Because you shouldn't. You shouldn't need CJ to come out and say this. Like you've been under this microscope already. Like you should be above board on everything you do physically. Uh, now I'm not talking about his mental status because that's not something I can account for. I could just pray that he gets you know whatever who he prayed that he needs to talk to whoever he needs to talk to. I'm not talking about that, but physically, you gotta do. I think last last part we said LeBron is the standard. You know when it comes to taking care of your body. I'm not even saying he got to be LeBron. Right. Be Russell Westbrook, though. Yeah. Be the Mother Rosen. Like, be, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. Do you, well, well, we talked about this, um, Ross. I, I think, yeah, we talked about this, Ross, but um, I'm going to get to you, Chaz. Mm-hmm. But I presented this question last week. It's like, okay, you can get Zion, you know, to stretch for every game and ramp up and, and get to the weight room and do this and do that. But once he leaves the facility and he's on his own, right? You can't control him then. And, and at some point, I think now the national media is starting to like kind of turn on Zion as, as one of y'all just, just pointed out to do you, what has to change with him? Because, you know, we can say you only don't hang out with the right people or this or that, but like ultimately it's on him. And if he wants to be good or not, because Chad, Chad, he's I'm the only in control what he eats and things like can that. I, works out. I, yeah, I just right. want to say one thing. I, I'm sorry, Chaz. I don't. Nah, I don't nah, know. it wasn't my turn. Ross, 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 Ross. I'm sorry. I know you about to give a great point. I, I, I feel it like I feel like you about to you about to come through <laughs> and crush the buildings, right? I just want to say this, Justin. You said, hold on. Can you repeat the part you said after he leaves the building? Can you trust him? Can you can you say that part again? Yeah. So after, after he leaves the facility, can you trust him to? Be mature, I guess. <laughs> is he a fucking child? Like, is he? Is he? A, is he a? That's the okay. So Griffin yeah, called him a yes. kid. Griffin yes. called him a kid a couple of days ago. He's like, I gotta stop calling him kid. Yeah, you do, man. Like they treat him like a kid. That's the problem. That and is exactly the crying. problem. Yes, and even and even, uh, and even externally, that. some of the That's some the of the problem. stuff you hear is like, well, he's still young. I'm so tired of hearing how young our team is. Brandon Ingram's been in the league for how many years, Chaz? Seven, eight. About that. Yeah. Like. Zion has now been in the NBA four full years. Like, what do you – stop telling me this team is young. CJ been here for ten however many. Mm-hmm. Willie Green played a long time, has now been assistant. You know, like, stop telling me this is a young team. Stop doing that. That That is a, an excuse well, it starts at the for, top. It starts for with immaturity. Griffin. That is an excuse for failure. Like, it's not – yeah. no, this is not that young of a team, man. Go look at some of the teams in the playoffs. You think we're any older than – uh, Memphis, 
No. Like the only there's a few old teams, yeah. But like no, a lot of the teams that are that are playing well, they got dudes in the same kind of mid twenties that we got. Like it ain't this team ain't that ain't that young. It drives that drives me crazy. Like stop treating these people like they're high schoolers. These guys ain't in high school. Zion's been a glorified professional basketball player since he was probably a senior in high school. Like, no, learn how to act. Stop. stop. We got to stop well, doing that. It starts with Griffin. Like, we. this is what yeah. – it starts with Griffin. Go ahead, Chaz. For me, I don't really care about him eating Snickers bars and all that shit. This because I'm like, just – I I mean, I, I get – okay, that, play, that does play a part into, like, injury prevention, right? <laughs> but I think it's – organizational again i think if joel and b if you trade tomorrow for joel and b you're going to see the joel and b from the process you're not going to see this joel and b and i think so much of it is like this there's no demands coming into this organization and the fans the fans are the worst of all because the fans they've got so such low self-esteem I don't give a fuck what player it is it could be bruce bowen right now this current bruce bowen they gonna be like, oh, we happy Bruce Bond chose to be here. Oh, it's like, nah, you got you gotta have some some standards so you can build a solid foundation. So when players come here, they know what's expected of them. Not like, oh, I'm going, I'm going to the Pelicans. I can pretty much do what I want. Like I got, oh, I got the keys to the build. Like every like, and that has to stop. Once once that shifts then you'll see players take more accountability off the court. Like, oh, well, I don't want to do that because if I come in late tomorrow, I know how Willie Green gets, and I don't feel like dealing with him. And, you know, let me go to sleep on time. If I do this, if I miss my weight uh, weigh-in, uh, I don't want to have to deal with that. There's no consequences or, like, I might, might have to hear about it. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, look, team got – a team had a, a thing with CJ and whoever else tried to hold guys accountable after that Lakers loss. What did they do? They went out there and got their ass kicked by the Rockets. So this like, like no one took his his threat serious. Like y'all better figure this shit out. Yeah, okay. Go out there, blow a twenty point lead the next day against the Rockets. No one cares because it's organizational. Like, but but that goes back to the original point of why I I I, I can't understand but that's why own, some I think people that's ownership too. That's, but that's yeah, ownership. but yeah. Uh, uh, but back to like uh, that's why I can't understand. Why people are upset with CJ be like, oh well, this is ridiculous. He's called like, no, it's fine. Like he's finally starting to set a standard. And like, what should you expect when you when we when we all get here? This is what I expect. And it kind of goes back to Lido flashback all the way to last summer. They did the yoga thing, and everybody showed up besides one person. We all know who that person was. Zion. There was a big investigation on Twitter. Someone came out said that he's in Miami, and they took pictures of his car and whatever it may be. And there was like in, in the windshield. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it starts. It starts there, but that continues, man. Like Zion, who was it? JJ said that he like wasn't like a great teammate, or something like that. JJ, JJ said was. the locker room pretty much is a bunch of choir boys. I I, I think Lito, when you start calling Zion out on a national stage. That kind of gets his attention. So I, I I love what CJ did. It's something that he's not used to. Everybody, he got a bunch right. of. I mean, I, I I can't confirm this because me and Zion are not friends. Because if we was friends, buddy, he'd hear it. He hear, he'd hear <laughs> about it, right? Um, I I think he has a bunch of yes men around him, and I think when you when you've been the star your whole life, you know what I'm saying on every level, yeah. you kind of get a different treatment. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that you hear stories about how uh, Pop coached Tim Duncan so he could be able to coach everybody else. He coached him like a regular guy mm-hmm. because when a regular guy hears you berating Tim Duncan, he's yeah. going to be like, well, who the fuck am I? Like, if he could talk to him like that, he could talk to me like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that may not necessarily be Willie Green's personality, but I think that's where you got to bring veterans into the locker room to have that sort of accountability and sustain that. And let me say this. I'm going to know this team is serious because I want to hear what you have to say, Justin, but I'm going to know whether this team is serious or not if Garrett Temple's on the roster again. <laughs> That's going to tell me everything I need. You know what? You just, you just made a real good point, Lito, and, and it's it's one of the things that, you know, I go both ways on this, right? And, and, it, and it pissed me off all year that if Garrett Temple is going to sit over there on the sideline as a glorified coach, then I need you either coaching, right, or I need you doing what Udonis Haslam does which is sitting on the side with a fucking scowl on your face, waiting for somebody to do something stupid on your own team. Wait, just waiting. Like either hold people accountable from a, uh, a demeanor standpoint right. or coach. Right. But I saw too many times Garrett Tip over there shitting around. You fought on you the bench. You fought You're not one of them. No, yeah. like, no, I need one or the other from you. If you want a coach, let's put a suit on a coach. I'm cool with that. If that's, if that's Garrett Tipple's future, hey, Power to it, man. Good, good, good for you. If you're going to have a jersey on next year, I need something else. You're not just going to take the 12th spot and sit over there and fuck around with the young dudes or the assistant coaches. I, found, I just found too much times where he's over there laughing and, and, you know, having himself a jolly little time. Like, hey, if you're going to be the veteran, you know, old dude, then then be that. Like, stop, you know, I just don't think he has that, that cachet anyway, but no, uh, it, it irritates me. It irritates me. <laughs> like y'all make a great point, but like, where, when did we become the Miami Heat? Like the Miami Heat could do that. They've won three NBA championships. They've like, but it's one guy. It's not yeah. it's like you don't have to be the Miami Heat. No, but I'm to saying, have one to have a leader. Like you don't have to be the best team in the world. To have. You got you got to fucking but, start somewhere though. You got to start somewhere. Has a, a two time NBA. No, no, no. Champion. I'm talking to Jeff. Has a, I mean, he's been just a, he's been just a role player his whole career. Oh, it ain't like it ain't like that. Jimmy now. Butler. I mean, but no, decided in his 20th year he wanted to sit on the end of the bench and but, uh, be accountable. I, I, that's that's a dude who's been doing that since he was 22 years old coming in the NBA. And, and the thing, the thing with see the thing with, <laughs> with Garrett Temple because it's funny I was watching some Kwame Brown tape like recently. I was like, man, let me see how like was Kwame really bad? Kwame had a really good game against uh, the he's with the podcast and they had this game against uh, the Orlando Magic. Kwame was a hell of a defender. And Kwame had a great game. But who was on that Bobcats team doing nothing? Fucking Garrett Temple. I said, yo, why would y'all even think this was a good idea? I mean, I get it from a trade salary standpoint. Like, all right, it makes a lot of sense. But aside from that, it's like you can't have – if you got if you got Willie Green, you don't need another substitute teacher here with him. Like, you can't have that same one of the guys type personalities both on the roster, like, or both, like – on the coaching staff because where where's who's the disciplinarian who are on this team right now that's Larry Nance and it's well, that, like CJ that's Larry, been my yeah, that's but Larry. that's been my kind of problem right with with Willie Green because I, I still think that he is going to be a good coach. I think he had a bad year this year, but he was great his first year. Um you gotta be able to call people out though in the post game presser because you can't expect players 
to call out guys in, in the middle of the season and just never yeah, I mean, call everyone right? out too. Like like I thought yeah, I think Mike right. Mike even Mike Brown did it this year with the Kings and, and like Mike Malone's done it and things like that. You have to do that as a coach. I'm not saying you gotta do it the SVG way, like we played like a bunch of high schoolers and things like that. But there are ways to no problem the with it. Mike Brown called out his best two players with I, like two weeks left in the year. Oh yeah. Guys, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm with you. Like when he said, I think after the Rockets, I was like, "Well, we had a chance to win." I mean, yeah, of course you had a chance when you're playing the Houston Rockets. Like you always got a chance to win. That's that was I thought the time where you could have called somebody. Out, but. Had a chance to win when you got off the plane. Yeah. Oh, um, let's get into the last <laughs> segment of the show oh, presented by the Rusty Nail. Um, all right, let's do uh, Lido. We talked about free agent targets this off season. Um, who are you looking at? And you can't say health. The coaching staff. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at free agent coaches. I'm looking at free agent assistant <laughs> coaches. Right? Why Charles Lee wasn't on this this coaching staff? Like we we you you you. It was so many people. Kenny Atkinson, uh, hella people who were uh, available. Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Like was Mike Brown available? Yeah, he. I mean, he had got let go. And he Mike Brown. Like, no, he did of Golden State. That's how he made it to um Sacramento. No, he <laughs> yeah. just took a job, right? No, From, he, I think he there's didn't... no way Kerr fired him. There's no way. No, 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 no. no. I don't he, was, he was a free agent at some point. I think he might he have went been to Golden available. State. He might have been available when Elvin Gentry was available. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Leo. No, you good? Um, yeah, he was with Golden State yeah, uh, since 2016. Um. Yeah, man, I'm looking at I'm looking at the seriousness of this organization uh, as far as like coaching staff wise, because because Griff said top to bottom, that's what he said, and I'm holding him accountable for his words. So I need you know better from the president. I need better from uh, you know the the, the GM. Um, I need players to be better. But as far as like, I, bro, I, I'm gonna be honest. Like I don't. Who who is a free agent in 2023? Like I, I don't even know. The that's what I'm saying. The class is not that great. So you gotta be um you yeah, gotta be that. creative. Uh, whatever, you, what, whatever they do, whatever they do, they need to they need to bring Tyus Jones over from uh I think okay, so Russ is a free agent. <laughs> Bro, I love Russ. Like I don't I don't Dude, care what y'all I got crushed because I wanted Russell Westbrook on the team. I said we should probably go look at him. I yeah. like Russ would probably be perfect. Um, but Russ is a free agent. Uh, Russell Barnes is a free agent. Russ, uh, Russell's a free agent. Barnes is a free agent. Gary Trent Jr. Man, let, me just stop, let me just stop you. Let me stop nope. you. We ain't got no kind of money for yeah. any of the guys y'all are talking about. We bargain basement shoppers this, this summer unless we start clearing cap space in some way. I just, just want that to be clear. Like we, we, we are not sitting here with Max or anything even remotely close to Max space. So, Chaz, all the guys you're talking about, Chaz, right you can talk about Trey Young, but that's gonna be a trade. Nah, I think, um, for his free agents, I think you got to look at guys who kind of you know they're used to playing in poor markets and and or like they're looking for a nice boost in contract. I think Nas Reed is a good option, mid level exception type guy, and uh, I, I personally like Corey Joseph a lot. I think I think we could use some um, some intelligence in that backcourt and some um, some competition for Jose. And um, for even on the trade market, man, like I, I went through so many scenarios. And truthfully, there's only about two to three ways you improve this team via trade, and um, only one of them isn't nuclear. 
So it's like the I, I think the Pelicans are in a really bad position. Honestly, I think looking at everything that shit Griff said, like I know a bunch of people would rather have our roster. Like, yeah, I don't know. Those people are probably crackheads. Because <laughs> this this shit, like, this is not a good situation contractually and salary cap. The, the Pelicans have put themselves into a really bad corner to where you got to make a choice between I mean, I'm going to say it. It sounds like it's an easy choice. But you got to make a choice between Brandon, Zion, and Larry Nance. One of those three players need to be gone for this team to improve drastically this offseason. Or, and, or all those picks, Chad. Huh? I said, or ever, or all the draft. Not, but even with the picks, this team you can clear the you can clear the space. Not well with the the team doesn't have like Devontae Graham thing. I'm glad you brought that up too, Justin. With the Devontae Graham thing, that was a huge mistake. That was like the thing a lot of us were saying as far as like, and now you don't have that salary to move. The only real salary you have to move, ah, right, you got forty seven million dollars, but that's including Larry Nance. You got thirty seven without Larry Nance. But that's if you totally just wipe your roster clean. You need to you need Larry Nance's salary. But do you move Larry Nance? He's one of the few people who stood up to players in the locker room this season. So I'm sure they're not eager to get rid of him. So it's kind of like, I mean, you can go get Buddy Hill via trade, you know, but ain't no free agents coming here. Malik Monk turned it down. Tim Hardaway Jr. turned it down. Schroeder turned it down. Uh, motherfucker from across the street turned you down. Kyle Lowry never was coming here. Chris Paul never was coming here. No one wants to come to New Orleans. So you got to get a one foot in the league type motherfucker, or you got to get a person who just you have to overpay to get somebody. You can only get better via trade. I yeah. I kind of put I kind of put together like a short list of of players that like I would be interested in. Just it just depends on the money here for me. Like when I look at somebody like Harrison Barnes, you know, if I could have a player like that coming off my bench, like I, I'd be I'd be fine with that, right? Um no, you ain't got enough money. You don't have enough. No, that's what I'm saying. It just depends on the money, but like so so for me, Max Strauss, Max Strauss, mm-hmm. um, Nas Reed, Plumley, uh George Niang, PJ Washington. You don't have the money for Gary Trent. You don't yeah, have the money for real, like Trey Lyles, J. Michael, J. 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 Michael Green, Gabe Vincent, Damian Lee, Xavier like Tillman. You know, kind of like a, like a poor man's like Bojan. Um, I think they're 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 Yeah, he's a guard. Yeah, they're 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 players that you can you can find. Where I I don't think you go have to spend a whole lot of money for, but it's like. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. What hey, would y'all about. trade for Duncan Robinson? No. I know the contract's no, no, horrific. No. How many? How many it, right? firsts are they giving me? Yeah, they go <laughs> right. If they give me, if look, if they He's, give me two firsts. I think, yeah, I would do it. Then what are you? Then what are you trading to get it? Like if they're just, you're saying that they're just literally giving him. Yeah, if they're giving him away because it's gonna be hard for us to make match the salaries. That's the same. He's only, right? he's only making about what seventeen million. 17, so that's whatever million. to call it. Twenty, you know, eighteen to twenty. Can I but, but can I present something before we get off? Oh, I want to present this question, Chaz. I'm gonna let you answer first. Eighteen million. Would you would you resign Jackson Hayes? Yeah, I think they're gonna have. I, I would do it for, for multiple reasons. For one, like I just said, 
you don't have – I can't imagine Jackson has an incredible market and you don't have many options for his mid-range salary. So I would give him a nice $10, 12000000 million fake contract. You know, Gail Benson's cheap. She don't want to pay the tax. So I'll be in this fucked up situation now because she fucking is awful. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it real because that Devontae Graham thing fucked us. But I would – um, yeah, I would sign Jackson to a nice uh, nice middle, middle-range contract. Non guaranteed, and I trade his ass. I, I don't think we, I, I don't, I, I <clears throat> was gonna say it when, when it got to me, Justin. I, I don't think we have a choice. I think yeah. you're, I mean, this, the, the market, the free agent market is so trash this summer. Um, and I just really think you're gonna struggle to like to get anybody because the guys we're talking about are the same guys that every team really, you know, I mean, with the exception of some of the really specific, you know, the Corey Josephs of the world. I, I mean, they're. Karis LeVert would be a guy I'd, I'd be somewhat interested in. It's just like a bucket getter off the bench, like DiVincenzo and stuff. But those are guys that are now in the playoffs on competitive teams. Right. Like every team is going to be looking at DiVincenzo now. Like he was hurt last year and went to the Warriors as like rehabbed his value. I just don't it, – it's going to be a – I just don't know what you're going to be able to get even hey. even bargain shopping. Y'all are forgetting something. I think for Chad – back to Chaz's point, though, I think you're going to have to give Jackson Hayes – a little money just so that come January 1st, you have that salary to move because I don't think anybody wants Jackson Eddie's to be honest. Yeah, I just thought about something. I think Gallinari is a free agent this offseason. Towards ACL, the Celtics, right? Yeah, I wouldn't mind taking a, taking a fly on Gallo if he wanted to come here. But, you know, again, you know. But what point were you about fine. to make, Justin? Well, we're getting something. I, I was talking about like the free agency thing. Like we're gonna sign the biggest free agents this offseason, Zion Williamson, man. Like we're adding him back to the roster, just oh, like last yeah. summer. So I mean, yeah. so I mean, seriously, again. you're getting Zion. This is Ross is rocking. Like I mean, I, I'm, I'm just so you know. tired of hearing it, and I'm sorry to catch up. No, go ahead. It's it, it just until something changes, right? He's gonna have to come back and play. I, I just have. You know, I, I got to see it. And, it, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm already having nightmares it. about us just sitting here doing the same thing come game 60 next year. I'm like, it's just, it's a nightmare. Like, I, the only thing, I keep going back to the pick thing. I know we'll, we'll eventually have a, like, a, a, a full pot of just a trade scenarios and, and realistic things that can happen. But we, we got to get out from these picks, man. We got to get out. Yeah, them. we should. <sighs> Can because I they're this? just getting – I mean, they're just getting less valuable by the way. Yeah, Can I tell this? If – let's say y'all had a, a B-plus player, right? Guy who's like a – not even B-plus. Let's say he's a B, right? And you can trade him. The only pathway to getting better was if you move this B player for two Cs or for a B-minus. Is Mikel Bridges a B-minus or a C? Mikel might be a B-plus at this point. On that contract, the way he playing – Man, Mikael probably be <laughs> fucking B plus. So, but I'm saying it because again, going through this scenario, you really don't have many ways to get better to start this season unless I mean, yeah, you can move JV and like hire for Buddy Hills and shit like that. But you need multiple moves like to really improve this roster, right? So, because fuck, all the, it takes. The, it's just the problem though, Chaz, is that you just. What if Brandon and Zion are like just a deadly duo? You just they don't ain't. know. That. <laughs> they fucking ain't. They are. They never. You can't have. Look, okay. don't count. I'm not counting. Is that deadly or dead? 
Oh man, that shit might be DOA. But Can you know ask- what, dude? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I, I was about to say, you know what? Personally, I would I would try to run it back with Brandon and Zion with a better staff and see if someone can break through to him. But that means you have to, have to, have to move Larry Nance. And the locker room is so shitty that now a guy like Larry Nance, you know, respect to Larry, he's like, oh, every place. So it's like, what the fuck are we doing? I, 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 I got we've, we've mentioned his name a bunch of times. And look, obviously I like Larry Nance, but like, yeah, y'all, Larry, you really think that he's like that integral from a from a uh, a character perspective? Like, I, I don't, yeah. my hunch is that the, the organization is not if it comes to, if it comes down to improving the roster this summer yeah. means that Larry's money you know has to go as salary matching like I don't think anyone is gonna like blink I, to I do think that. so but I also wonder like what what CJ wants because it's kind of again when we talk about clicks again you got Larry and CJ and you got you know you got the other guy and his click and you got Zion, who just kind of floats but from, from lunch well, table look, to lunch That's table. a real easy conversation to have with CJ. It's like, hey, you, 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 because you, CJ has now stuck his neck out. Yeah. yeah. You, you want to talk right. about it? We're here. This is us being about it. Here's right. the deal we're going to do. Your boy got to go. You care more about you care about <laughs> your boy who's eighth or ninth, you know, eighth or ninth guy on the roster. Or do you care more about us improving this thing, as you said, because you want to win and you know where you're at in your career? You, know, you can't do both of those things. Yeah, CJ ain't got uh, that much. Let's Jeez. get Lido. Uh, let's get Lido in here and close this out. <laughs> um. All right, let me say this. So, <laughs> looking at the roster, right? You, you're, you're. Let let's. I'm gonna start at the top. Looking at the roster, you losing Josh Richardson. You losing Willie Hernan Gomez. You losing Najee. Possibly, you possibly losing Jax also, right? Here's the thing. I'm going to just go back to free agents for a second. Seth Curry, Torrey Craig, Alex Lynn, Grant Williams, and I think, don't quote me on this, but I think Jaden McDaniels. However, you also have Herb Jones. Mm. So you have to make a decision somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's an important – because I think in 2024, he's a restricted free agent. So you – I, I believe so. Yeah. So do you do you even want to let it get that far? You know what I'm saying? Because you know, nah, <laughs> pay the man, <laughs> right? Pay the man, like make or break off seasons for David Griffin. I, I'm, it's make hey, or break. We heard that one before. <laughs> we said nah, I think, it's, I think it's actually this one though. I think it's yeah, got to be this one because they're be. they're like clear like holes in this roster organization. Yeah. Like it's very like evident right now, but. Uh, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports bank partner of Boot Crew Media. Ross, Lido, Chaz are signing off. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. We will see y'all on Wednesday.